Good morning, Czech family. So good to have you guys join us. My name is Pastor Yam. If you're just joining in, I'm one of the pastors here and I get the privilege of preaching most of the Sundays uh, since we went online and, and what a joy it is to bring you God's word, which is sharp and, and is perfect and beautiful for correction, for encouragement, for inspiration, because God has put us here to bring hope, but that hope is not something we fabricate. It's the hope we've received because we've placed our faith in Jesus Christ. Here at Flood, we've been going through a sermon series called Teach Us to Pray, and we're just going back to the basics of prayer, to the template of what prayer is that Jesus gave us, because it is quite important for us to really, really value prayer. And the reality in life is we can get so busy, we, life can get so complicated, life can get so hard that we don't know how to pray, what to pray, why to pray. So all we're doing in this series is just going back to what did Jesus talk about prayer? Why was that so important that our Lord and Savior spent so much time praying? Why was that so important? So we've been going to scripture because we value God's word. We don't want to come up with our own ideas or our own cool ways of doing things. No, no, we want scripture to teach us how to pray. And from last week, uh, we saw something incredible uh, through God's word as we were talking about your will be done. Now, we all have heard the Lord's prayer somehow. It's a thing that a lot of us, even when we're in school, we were taught the Lord's Prayer. And it's been part of our lives to the point that we can just look at it as a thing like, yeah, that's the Lord's Prayer. But there's so much truth that we're learning just unpacking that. And last week, we learned how praying your will be done is the best gift we can give ourselves. Is that the reason why God invites us to pray your will be done is because God is great, God is bigger, God is more wiser, that my will is limited, my perspective is quite limited, my desire is not comparable to the holiness, to the perfect great will of God. Actually, it pushed me to actually remember what Proverbs say, that trust in the Lord and do not lean on your own understanding in every way, just Trust God because my understanding that I normally want to lean on, my way of looking at things and my way of understanding life is not, is not at the same place with God. God is greater. God is way powerful. God is holding all things together while I'm not at that place. So we saw that we as people have to understand that when we pray your will be done, it's, it's an act of surrender. It's an act of us recognizing that everything about this life, God is working in it. Even the things we don't want to give God permission to, God is working in it. And today we are going a little bit further uh, to talk a little bit more about like a petition of our heart. And this is really straightforward. And, and the petition is, give us today our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. This truth communicates so much. The idea of giving God all the glory for all the things he's providing for us. 
is one of the biggest gifts we can give ourselves. Because the idea of bread is something that all of us look at every other day. That bread is something we, some of you had bread this morning, or you're going to buy bread at some point. But bread literally just means God provide for what we need today. Provide for our meals, provide for our protection. God provide, God provide, because you are our provider. Provide to me not just tomorrow, but today, right now, in this moment. Provide for me. And that is a really, really important thing because it assumes that I'm dependent on God. The reality of your will be done. Give me today bread. Give me today bread. See how we start there. That before we get to the bread part, we're saying, our Father in heaven, we are recognizing the power of God. One, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, be praised. We're recognizing how great is our God. Then <laughs> we just come into your will be done. We're recognizing how limited we can be as human beings. So before we even come to give us our bread, today. We are starting with God. You are our Father. That brings boldness. That brings encouragement. That brings confidence before our Father. Hallowed be your name. We are recognizing that this is a name that's above all names that's able to provide all that we need. And let your will be done. We're recognizing that sometimes when we are asking for things, we might think they are good for us. They're better for us. But sometimes it might derail us. So let your will be done. Let your glory, let the name that's above all names get precedence before my needs. So we come to give us today our daily bread because we are dependent on God for our daily needs. We are dependent not on our, only on our daily needs on God, but for his continual upholding of all things by his word and his power. That when we say, God, give us our daily bread, far from being self-sustaining, we are recognizing that we're needy creatures who need God, who are reliant on God's grace to provide for all that we need. Give us today our daily bread. Now, bread has become something that is important. And as I said, bread is just that idea of Give us our needs. Supply all that we need according to your riches. That's basically what our heart is crying before God. But if, if you can just pull back a little bit with me and just look at this idea and how we respond to it. is As a people, we tend to be ungrateful when we feel like our needs are not met. We tend to feel that God owes us when our needs are not met. But also to an extent, we are greedy when our needs are what drives us. Like we're so greedy when all we want to be is what our needs are calling us to be. And for some of us, this might hit home a little bit more. We change. We become different. When we have stuff, when, when we have our needs met, we change. 
when our needs are in charge. Some of us, this might be a little bit harder for someone like me, but the reality is we are a little bit more insecure when our identity is in our needs. That when who we are is equal to what we have, we are so insecure that we only feel like we are something, someone important unless we have stuff. And then we get those things, the idea of losing them destroys us. So we keep building on wars, right? Wars around our homes, wars around our relationships, wars, 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 wars. And to an extent we are justified because we are in a world that's so bread-driven, need-driven. So we create systems, the government creates systems, churches create systems to meet needs, right? So God, in his grace, instead of starting the Lord's Prayer with give us our needs and then hallowed be your name, he wants us to refocus and see, no, 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 your needs are important, but your whole life is not about your needs. Your life should not be about the stuff. We're insecure when our identity is in our needs. And we're trapped in joylessness. And come on, hear me, somebody. We're trapped in joylessness when we compare our needs to what other people have. And some of us, the reason why we don't feel satisfied in this life it's not because we don't have enough. It's because that enough is not enough. That surplus is the only way to feel like we have enough. So we don't have joy. We don't get excited with the beautiful meal we just had. With the great relationships God has given us. We're still looking for more. So our life never gets to be satisfied never gets to feel like we have enough. Now we find in scripture, Jesus saying he is the bread of life. Brilliant. But before we even get to talk about that, you remember the moment Jesus was filled by the Holy Spirit and he went into the wilderness to be tempted? Yeah, I remember that picture. And one of the things, when Jesus was so hungry and he was so needy, that the reality was Jesus needed food in that moment, and that was true. What did the enemy do? He tempted him by asking what he really needed and what the enemy could offer him. Mm-hmm. That I could offer you bread. I could offer you bread. I could offer you this. And a lot of us, we're in that kind of place where we're being offered bread. We're being offered Something that we really desperately need and it's being offered to us. I can give you this. I can give you this. I can give you this if you just do it in a way that does not bring glory to God. And, and you remember what Jesus said? Jesus answered, that man shall not live by bread alone. And that statement is so true. Because it's not saying you shall not need bread. He's saying... You shall not live by bread alone. 
But somehow, culturally, we've made life about bread. We've made our careers about bread. We've made about every other thing in life to be centered about around bread. Our dreaming is around bread. Our identity is in the bread we eat. To an extent, it's in the type of bread we eat. That special bread, hallelujah. And then we do not only stop there, it's the kind of people that eat the kind of our bread that we want to associate with. Are you following me? That to such a deep-rooted, painful extent, we spend our whole health pursuing, chasing bread. We spend our health. There's so much that a lot of us have lost in pursuit of bread, in pursuit of our needs. We've lost our relationships. We've lost people that care for us, that were there. Because we were chasing bread so much that we had this facade that if we have bread, they will be happy. If I have more bread, my kids will enjoy life. If I have more bread, life will look this way. If I have more bread, if I have more bread, if I have more bread. And we made life to be about bread. So in that moment, Jesus does not ignore bread. He does not ignore the importance of bread, but he confronts the idea that our whole lives are about bread. The point that you actually see that in the Lord's Prayer, that give us our daily bread is not the full center of our lives and our praying life. The glory of God is. Our dependence on God is. The love and the kindness and the relationship we have with our Father is. Not our needs. But he does not ignore our needs. But he does not make them the center of our faith. The center of our reality. He does not make all this thing the center of why we are alive. We are here because we are made by God. For God. So our whole identity, the stuff we have, is because God has given us a grace to have these things. It's for our enjoyment, but also for the glory of God. But a lot of us, we just stop at the enjoyment place. No, no, no. What you have is for your enjoyment and for you to be a blessing to other people. For you to be a blessing to those people that don't have as much as you. To those families that are struggling. To those people that don't have. And somehow, man, I, I just got to drop this one in here. As, as your church leaders, we want you guys to give to the church. We have so much that we're doing. And we, we cannot do this. The church cannot do this unless you are generous. And we're so grateful for that. But God is doing more things in your life than the things he's doing through Flood Church. Meaning God has more relationships that I will never ever get to hear about in your life. There's so many things that God has opened doors for you to be kind, to be generous. Not simply because you're generous at flood. No, no, no. I want you to keep being generous at flood. But I don't want you to use flood as the reason you are not generous elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I want you to give to flood. Like just give so much. But I want you to give to the needs that God has revealed to you 
through the relationships you have, your friends at work. Yeah, and, and not to make it a big deal, no, no cameras, no stuff like that. No, 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 I want you guys to give. You might care to know that as a church, we've given so many blankets this season, so many sweaters. I'm talking in hundreds. And we've given food to friends because you guys are generous and we want as a church to keep doing it. We have this church building that allows us to meet up. And when you give, it allows us to keep this building, to pay for the bills, to pay for the actual building. I want you guys to be generous. But don't use your generosity for flood and that flood to be a reason why you're not generous in other places, in the places where you are at. Because God has given you all these things, almost a surplus, some of us. So that we can be a blessing to those people that are right now praying, God, give me my daily bread. There's someone praying that prayer right now whose solution God has put it in your hands. That you show up and be kind to them. You hear their needs. You will love them in an incredible way. Give us today our daily bread. So what we are saying is when we pray, give us today our daily bread. We are recognizing our need for God's help. We are recognizing his provision for the things we have and for the things he has blessed us with. But we're also recognizing that for every need we are going to have, God knows and God is gracious enough to give us. But even in the moments that we don't get what we are praying for, we are so confident in a loving God that the reason why he did not give us something that we are asking for is not he doesn't love us, but he's a big, great God who sees beyond what we are seeing in the moment, who is waking every single moment for the glory of his name, but at the same time, he's working all things together for our good, and he is the God who is able to supply all our needs according to his riches. That's the God we are praying to. That the reality we have to get to as well is to understand sometimes that the needs that we bring before God reveals the things that we have made life to be about. It reveals our own <laughs> past, the things we didn't have as kids, uh, our competitions, the things that we want to have to look a certain way. When God is being gracious and kind to us, he is not trying to sponsor our idols. He's trying to be the only pursuit in our lives that we can pray. Whom have I in heaven but you? There's nothing on this earth I desire but God. My flesh, my body, my life might fail, but God is my portion forever. I love how Piper said it. He said that, would you want to be in heaven? So heaven Everything is great, no sickness, no crying, and we, we've lost a lot of friends, a lot of, a lot of families. Even this COVID-19 has just triggered our fears and anxieties. Like, do, would you want a heaven where you have all the things you want and God is not there? To an extent, that's how we pursue, how we pray to God. They just give me all the things that I need apart from me. But God's desire and God's design is for, <laughs> for God to be our provision. Not just for God to provide for us, but for us to say, God, you are all we have. Give us today our daily bread because Jesus is the bread of life. All this other stuff that we try to get 
to fill the void in our lives, in our identity, in our fears, in our ambitions, all the things we have allowed to identify us and to define us, Jesus is like, he is able to satisfy us bigger than any relationship, bigger than any accumulation of anything that is good. For all good and perfect gifts come from above, but those good and perfect gifts are not what truly and fully satisfies us. It's God, God, and God. So Jesus wants us to know he is the bread of life, that even when we pray, give us today our daily bread. That bread is not what defines us. What comes out of those prayers is not what identifies us. Jesus is our truest, most purest gift in this life. And now we do our lives on him. God is our portion. Jesus is everything that we need. God is who he wants us to be. So you might be here and you're like, man, I already have plenty. Why should I pray? that prayer? Why should I say, God, give me today my daily bread when I have already more stuff that I don't think I need to even pray? The stuff you have, you have them because God has been gracious to you. So we don't stop praying because we recognize the things we have, God has entrusted them to us so that we can invite others and bless others with. Do you remember the picture that we get in Acts when the church would meet the Bible says they had everything in common no one was going hungry no one was struggling because their brothers and sisters were present those that had more would show up and bless other people those that didn't have knew that I was going to be loved by my brothers and sisters so in their praying God give us our daily bread I imagine that God was inviting and knocking on other people's hearts to say, hey, give that, give that gift, give that food, give that meal, give that, give that, give that. That by the end of the day, the church was a place of love, <laughs> a place of peace, a place of joy. Not because people had plenty, no. Because the needs of the community were met through the grace of God, providing through some people who did not hold stuff, because we hold when these things are what identifies us. If my whole definition of being human is to have more stuff, when I have more stuff, I'm not going to give. Why? Because where will my identity be if I still have stuff? So my encouragement to you is if you are at a place where you have a surplus, maybe God has given you that. So it can be a blessing to the city, to your village, to your parents, to your cousins, to this church. And come on, man, we're doing as much as we can with what God has given us. Can we use more? Yes, absolutely. Can we give more to this church so we can secure more things? Yes, and yes, and yes. But are we always going to have needs? Yes, as well. And is God still able to provide for those needs? Yes, as well. So we do not panic. We do not freak out. Because the God of the universe is able to give us our daily bread. We do not worry about tomorrow. Why? Because our God is able to supply for our needs today. So why worry about tomorrow? Why worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow worries about itself.
So scripture finishes with this amazing story of Jesus talking the birds in the sky. Show me a farm they own. Show me a business these birds are running. But don't they have enough? Your father in heaven knows the number of your hair. You every parents who are evil know what to give to your kids when they ask. When they ask you for fish, you don't give them a snack. How much of the Holy Spirit will your heavenly father give you? And sometimes we forget these incredible things. So I'll say this again. You have hope. You have a vision. You have a dream. You bring those before God. You have a plan for your life. You have all this thing that you want to see happen. You bring those to a God who's able to supply your needs today. Man, this is so crazy. If I'm praying, God, give me my daily bread today. It almost feels like, dude, you didn't plan yesterday what you're going to eat. You didn't think about what this moment was going to be. No, no. To an extent, he is just trying to show us that, come on, if you are so worried about tomorrow, God is able to supply your needs today if you need them, when you need them. Trust that God for your future. And sometimes I tend to trust in my education, my connections, and all these other great things. God is like, no, no, no. Don't worry about tomorrow. Because God is present with you today and is able to supply your needs today. So if you have a plan as well and there's a vision, now submit that to God, who's able to supply those needs today. Because if he's able to take care of you today, is it going to start failing tomorrow? When we have a God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Come on! Come on! So as I'm wrapping up, our country has struggled a lot with corruption from church leaders, political leaders, from no more Jim and Jacks. It's rested with corruption. And I want to argue that when we ask God, give us our daily bread, we are recognizing that what we're seeking is to not be obtained by theft no fraud, or taking all these things by force. We are recognizing that God, when he's able to give us our daily bread, he's inviting us to participate in working, in trusting, and in receiving. Not stealing. Mm -hmm. Not taking by force. Not manipulating. Manipulation, but by grace from God. Be gracious to us and give us what we need today. Be gracious to provide us with a portion of outward things, such as you see feet, God. And those things are best suited for our calling, our station, and the grace you have given us to do. So, what needs are you are keeping you at night, awake, that you need to bring?
before God and say, God, this is what I need, and this is what's going on. And if you have surplus of clothes, if you have wear too many shirts, right? If you have more rice, if you have more neo, if you have more resources than others, I want you to think about the second thing. Who can be changed by that surplus? Where can your surplus go to change your life, to change your family, to change your village? I want you to give to this church. As I said, we're already doing a lot in this COVID-19, but we still feel like we can do a little bit more. We have been able to serve others to be warm in this season. Friends in the streets, friends in the prisons, friends in different homes. We've been able to love and walk along with them. And I'm saying this because these things are possible because you guys are generous. So I want to encourage you to keep going. We're soon going to be needing to pay rent and all these other things. And it sucks because we haven't used this place for a while. But at the same time, it's a blessing now we have a place we can call our church home. Even as right now we're doing flood at home. So I don't want you guys to get weary of giving. I don't want you guys to get weary of trusting God and being a blessing to other people. Actually, the moment you feel like we are doing those strange things, Maybe you, we need to sit down and rethink what we believed about generosity. So as we're wrapping up, one of our core values at Flood is generosity. The surplus you have, who can you be generous to? And I'm not talking about taking cameras to be a gift. I want you to just be a gift. Call someone, say, I'll buy you a time out give you rent money. I will bless you in this way. Even when they look like they got it together because that's just a look sometimes. So, would you pray with me? Jesus, give us our daily bread. But also, may we not make life about bread, but make our life about the true bread of life, which is you. So may we make our life, even our needs and every other thing about you, Jesus. For the sake of your name, for the glory of your kingdom. Amen. Love you guys. Keep trusting Jesus.